Hey there, this is Coach AA. Welcome to the October 11th edition. For today, I'm going to talk about three things. One, on seeing the progress we make. Two, on the transformation of identity. And the third one is a personal story of mine from my days in San Francisco CrossFit on a day when something clicked in my head. All right, let's get on with it. On seeing the progress we make or forgetting to see. You lost 15 kilos, you can fit into your college pants again, you're back to playing sport after years, maybe even tens of years. You look good, you're confident, you feel great. And yet, if you don't look at the progress you've made and you look at something else, something arbitrary, something the world tells you you should be looking at or hints at because all we see are ripped six packs and say maybe the CrossFit games and people doing incredible things and we think but I'm not there yet when we do that we don't see the progress we're making if we keep yearning for a goal a goal that does not actually resonate with us but we think we should aim for well, nothing good comes out of it. Why? Because you're doing some amazing, glorious work. You are in the midst of a personal transformation of identity, not of body, of body and mind, of the larger you. But you keep trivializing it. You keep trivializing it by seeing what you haven't done. And especially when we are inexperienced, we don't know the difference between a sensible, I haven't done this versus a stupid, I haven't done that. To us, they all seem about the same because they're all so far ahead of us, right? So open your eyes. Seriously, take 15 minutes, look at where you started, and try to see the progress you've made. See all the things that you've achieved. Halfway up a mountain is still halfway up a freaking mountain, okay? So, open your eyes. See the progress you've made. All right. The next one. On the transformation of identity. As a kid, I, I played all the time. And 
this was true till I want to say 11th, 12th. So yeah, pretty much until college. But this was me and I realized uh, there's a good chunk of you who weren't like that. But I remember even my um, class bookworm And, and, and by this, I mean he was, he was exactly that. Give him five minutes and he would have a, a book in his hand. Lunchtime, while we're in the midst of conversation, he would have a book. Whenever there is a lull in the conversation, he's reading. But even he cycled about eight kilometers to school. It was nuts. I, I can't even think of doing that. I couldn't think of doing that back then. But I was, well, in my school team, I was a lot more athletic than him. I would be amongst the first to get out onto the, the field when it was PT, while he would not even venture out uh, to the fields. He would just sit in class and read, or he would come to where we are playing and sit under a tree and read. So anyway, the point being, you were doing something fitness related. You just didn't think of it because that was the awesome part about being a kid, right? Just running, skipping a few steps, getting on your cycle, running up and down stairs, anything. We did this with you know, gay abandon. And then as we grow up, we get sucked into life. All of this gets driven out of us and we become, well, adults who need to go to a place and do an activity because we lack activity in our lives. Like imagine driving to the gym to go and do something and then driving back. It seems weird, not something we were doing as kids, right? But anyway, that's where we are. So what happens, and this happened to me as well, what happens is the students I work with, they are beginners when they come in. Most of them, I would say 99% of the people, they're beginners. Beginners who have never done any fitness-related activity to people like me who hadn't done any fitness-related activity in a few decades. And I've had students who couldn't squat. They would need a pull or any form of assistance to squat. And fast forward a couple of years, and they're doing you know, goblet squats with 24 kilos, uh, ladies who can do split squats with 56 kilos. Just astonishing stuff. But that's just not the only thing. The past few years, there has been a change in the role fitness plays in our societies. Honestly, when, um, when I moved back, there wasn't much to do. You go out to eat, you go out to drink, and 
that summed up most of the social activities. Uh, thankfully, I had some ultimate to indulge in. But today, uh, training together or discussing workouts, discussing fitness has become a thing. And at least it tells me that all fads aren't necessarily bad. There is always a good we can glean from them. So when somebody, you know, who walks in who cannot even squat or has spent a considerable distance away from fitness, there's not much talk about progress. Because when you look around and you see the other people doing something, they are so far ahead of you. I mean, if you need a pole to assist you to squat and somebody's squatting, you know, goblet squatting, 32 kilos, thinking when you're going to get there, well, it depends. Just put in the work. And then the more common question is fat loss. When do I get this? When do I get that? While these are all relevant questions, what amazing thing that I see in long-term students is the transformation of identity that happens as they continue on this journey. And when I do say long-term, well, it's because people have to, I mean, we preach a certain thing at the core. We preach strength training, we preach health, we preach doing this for the long term. And it's not everybody's cup of tea. But obviously for those of us uh, which this resonates with, what happens is not just, oh, I am fitter or I can squat this, but from being outsiders, from being imposters, or so they think, they become one of us. They become one of the quad. They become fitness people. They eat better. You know, they focus on sleep. They meet their friends at the badminton court or any of these new other sporting activities that have come up, running clubs, cycling clubs, they're all part of your communities today. And honestly, that transformation of identity is a far more impressive result than any number game. I can squat this. I lost that much weight. That transformation of identity means you're now on the other side. And whichever path you choose to take, you're always on this path. Whichever tool you choose to take, I mean, you're always making forward progress down this road, which is amazing. And I don't think there is a, a better thing as a coach I can be part of than to be along with somebody for this transformation of their identity. And finally, the third one for today, which is a personal incident, 
on a day when something clicked. So back in 2009, I was training at San Francisco CrossFit. I was by now not so intimidated by this fitness thing from being unable to run 500 meters, I'd run you know, 21 kilometers. And I didn't want to run long distance anymore. I just, I had a goal, I'd finished it, I wanted to do something else. I wanted to do something more exciting. And that led me to CrossFit. Now my initial days were terrible. I almost passed out in my trial class at a CrossFit facility that was two blocks from my office. And because of that embarrassment, I chose the other CrossFit in my city, which was an amazingly lucky thing because I got to train at SFCF with Adrian Bosman, Carl, Angel and uh, Kelly. So here I am, even at this new one, and I'm barely making through the warm up, right? And one day, Kelly's coaching class. Uh, for those of you who don't know Kelly, Kelly's a little bit of a celebrity in the fitness circles, okay? He is uh, a doctor of physical therapy. He well before there was Instagram, he did uh, something called Mobility Ward where he posted a video of um, you mobilizing one joint or one muscle tissue or fixing one problem every day. So if you haven't seen Mobility Ward or today it's called the Ready State, do check it out. So anyway, I'm in Kelly's class. I'm, I'm a rank beginner. I'm at a place where I can't uh, uh, lift the prescribed weights. Well, more on that. So Kelly's coaching, and he's explaining the workout, and he talks about the concept of neuromuscular adaptation. It sounds amazing. Uh, to me, carbohydrates were a new word, so neuromuscular adaptation meant... I honestly had no idea what it meant. So... It's just the ability of the nervous system or basically the mind and the body to work better. So when you squat, for example, your legs have to do certain things and your trunk has to do certain things. And well, you know, all the muscles have to do certain things to enable you to go into that movement and come back out of that movement. And just like anything else, uh, playing the guitar, running, whatever it is, the more and more deliberate practice you do, the more and more your brain and body sync together. So this coordination, this adaptation, he explained, takes a year to a year and a half to happen. Now, that might sound discouraging. That might be like, whoa, so long. But honestly, it didn't phase me at all. Not because I was so far ahead, but because I was so far behind. I mean, 
I could barely finish warm-ups. I was not finishing uh, workouts at all, okay? And even when I did finish workouts, I would finish uh, dead last. And CrossFit has prescribed weights. That is, you do this with, say, 95 pounds, and women do it with 65 pounds and things like that. And I worked with what the women were prescribed or even lesser in some workouts. So to me, I was just happy that I had found my next big step, which was CrossFit, training under these awesome coaches and just going along for the ride. I mean, I was excited every day about going to the gym. I had never had that feeling before. So to me, that was enough. So I noted it in my head because I like, I like to hear about these uh, nerdy things, but I didn't go and bug Kelly or any of my other coaches about, hey, has this happened to me? Am I there yet? Or when will I be? Um, just left it. And about maybe a year, year and a few months later, we were doing a workout, coincidentally, with Kelly coaching class again. And the workout involved thrusters. By now, I was strong enough that I was working with, you know, somewhere in between the uh, prescribed weights of women and men. And as the workout progressed, I felt something strange. I felt good. And it, it, was, a, it was a different good. I felt flow within me. It was, it, it, it's, it's hard to explain, but that, that memory is still so vivid, vividly etched, I can, I can, I can recollect that feeling that day. I'm squatting down. So a thruster is when you squat and you stand up and you lock out with the barbell, kettlebell overhead. And it's not a squat plus a press. It's one smooth move that flows in and ends in lockout. So I could really flee, uh, feel that push into the floor and then my, the energy flowing up my body through my trunk, transferring to my shoulders, the bar floating, and my hands finishing. And every rep, normally, I was, I was a brute force guy. So normally every rep, you know, as I get tired, I'm just getting worse and worse with technique and I am pushing with all I have. But this day, every rep, I started doing lesser and lesser and lesser. That is, expending lesser energy because I was doing it with much better technique with my with a lot of neuromuscular coordination. And I felt it. I felt it immediately. And I was exhilarated. I didn't know that's what had happened. I was thinking, you know, all these, that, that one year ago conversation with Kelly is in my head. And 
I feel like I should pinch myself, but at the same time, I don't want to stop because this is awesome and I'm killing it. And then I see, you know, out of the corner of my eye, uh, Kelly watching me. And, well, you know, there's 20 other people in class and he just goes away and he's doing his thing. And then the workout ends and I'm honestly in a daze. I'm like, whoa. Did that happen? What happened? And I see, I see Kelly like charging towards me with a beaming smile on his face. And he's just like hi-fi and yelling. And he's like, didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you that this would happen? And sheesh, it felt unbelievable. Like this guy saw and recognized that change in form and technique, that neuromuscular adaptation that I felt internally. And he remembered the earlier conversation from literally a year and some ago. Whoa, even today gave me the goosebumps. It is truly one of the most transformational memories I have because, well, of the coaching. Of, of the power of a coach and of how, you know, sometimes it does take a year for things to click. And yeah, it's just crazy. And more than all of it, that, yeah, that, that, that feeling of, oh, wow, I'm not an imposter anymore. I, this, is actually happen, happening to me. It's not, you know, make-believe. That was kind of sort of when things really clicked in my head that, whoa, I'm here, I belong. So there are a lot of things that I, that I did right, like not worrying about one year, not worrying about progress and Am I doing this? Am I lifting that? And all of it. At least in the beginner stages, I think there's a huge value to that. And as I think about it, you know, 10, 12 years later, while benchmarking and progress is important, I think somehow just enjoying the journey and how you get yourself to do that is way more important. So to close this out, progress is always around us. And again, like I said, I got lucky because from not being able to run 500 meters, I ran a mile, and then the next week you run one and a half, next week you run two, three, four. I had that carrot always going on for me. And these were not micro progressions. To me, these were major progressions. I mean. Final meters to a mile is three times. That's a lot of progress. Yeah. You might just dismiss it as this guy's making a fuss about running a mile. To me, it was a crazy big deal. And as I started putting more effort, that identity of belonging in these communities happened. And that change was subtle, but it was obvious. It 
yeah, so what I want to say, progress is not just about fat loss or muscle gain or lifting more weights. Yes, your training plan, your goals, all of it will revolve around this, but there's progress around us all the time. And we need to be aware. We need to keep our eyes open. Even if the goal is to squat heavier, there are so many small things that you would be blind to if all you're looking at is what weight did I lift today or how many reps did I do today? The journey is better than the end. That achievement that, oh, I squatted this today is but a minor blip in your life. But moments like what happened to me there, and I have hundreds of these moments and talking here, writing about them is helping me rediscover all of them. And I guess the point I'm trying to make is you should do that too for yourself. You can either be cognizant of it at the end of a training session itself or sit back at the end of every week or every month and think about progress you've made. Okay? So I hope you got something out of that journey. And thank you for listening. As always, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. And I'll see you here next week. This is Coach AA signing off.